It just more the intensity, yeah. Just that, then, then you were worried about if they're alive when they're out and who they're with. Is he in jail or <laughs> into some kind of trouble? That's a whole new oh. <laughs> man. When they were little, it was it's really easy just being a dad. I try to take baby steps with this. The simple right, right, things right. is I would tell my mom, it's like, well, you know, today was a success. I woke my son up, I fed him. <laughs> I took him to school, <laughs> I put him to bed, and he's still alive. I win. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Um, as, as a parent, you don't realize how easy it is when they're younger. You know what I mean? Like when they're baby, and we complain about, oh, man, I got to wake up three times a night, got to feed them. <laughs> but then all they do is just eat and poop, man. <laughs> is they specifically try to kill themselves. Yeah. What's the first thing they grab? It's like, oh, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> so... So then, so then, like, you know, it's, like, really easy. Now I see parents, like, you know, they're babies, man. What can they do? They can't run around. They can't do nothing. <laughs> yeah. And then, was, of course, then, well, see, you have children. So that implies you yeah. have multiple. I have a seven and a five-year-old. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm just, this is a whole new journey for me. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, just started. I'm sure you hear it from everybody, but I will tell you, just enjoy this. Oh, this is, these are the fun years. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, as we, I'm sure we're going to talk about it. It's just that, you know, that I stopped going out, like auditioning. I, I stopped anything that relates to travel. Uh -huh. I don't do, or actually I, anything that require me away from my kids, I don't do. Um, so the, the last seven years I've been basically devoted myself to, um, raise my kids. Mm -hmm. I, I cook breakfast every morning. I do their lunch. And, and you know, with this pandemic, it's, it's, it's weird because I used to pack the lunch every day and I pick them up. And, mm -hmm. and, and that's why like, you know, right after school, I try to have some outdoor activities that so we would do, do something. And that's why like five o'clock, it's like, oh, we got to do something, you know? <laughs> so yeah. that's why I forgot, totally forgot about the Zoom call with you guys. It's it's, it's, fine, it's all right, man. It, like I said, you got kids. It's <laughs> we will work around it. Oh me. no, I, thank you, thank you. Thank I, you. I know what it's like exactly, totally what it's like. I mean, to get the introductions, my name's Daniel. So okay. I mean, you can call me Dan or whatever. Okay. All right. And my friend Justin is here, and then also our friend Jason. And okay. I, how's it going? 
Hey, Jason, I, 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 it is, I, I think I only have Dan and yeah, yeah, I'm the only one with the camera, right? It's on my oh. laptop. So yeah, you're stuck with me in my closet. Man, so. Got to get, <laughs> get your partners hooked up. Come on. Which yeah, sure. We're working on it. We're working, We're working on it. Baby steps. All right. Okay, cool. Well, <laughs> no, I hope, man. I hope this, this whole podcast is working out for you guys, you know, and then that way you guys can be more equipped. Are you right. sitting down for this? Because I got to tell you, if, yeah. If you had told 15-year-old me that I right. would be sitting here talking with Luke Kane, I'd have said you're full of shit. So I'm mean, going to just go ahead and say, well, like, you could sit here and talk about baby food and changing diapers for an hour, and I speak for all of us when I say we're right. just going to sit here and listen to oh, you. Oh, I mean, thank you. You know, um, <laughs> I mean, touch a, a little bit about, like, you know, when you were 15, it's just that um, I remember the first night of the premiere of Mortal Kombat. I was there. I went and saw it opening No, night. you went to Chinese? No, no. no. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, but anyway, but um, you know, because you know, I've been, I've been by that time, I've already been acting for about nine years in Hong Kong, and I'm basically grew up here, and then I went back to Hong Kong right after college. Is that you know, you know, you're twenty something, you're looking for yourself, right? That I have no idea what the hell I'm looking for. I just, I just knew that I, I need to go somewhere. So I went to Hong Kong, and just happened so I got into the movie industry, and it was during the mid '80s where Hong Kong was the the hub of action cinema, you know, John with Jackie Woo. Chan, John Woo, like Chow Yun Fat. Yes, um, sir. You know, uh, D Long, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and then Jackie Chan, Sammo Hong, Yuen Bill, you know, and then so um, it was my sort of perfect timing to be in Hong Kong in the 80s because I got into industry and I have learned so much about cinema meaning because they don't have the resources like we do here right you know so everything has to be improvised everything has to be like you know may like you know with jackie or, or and sam or those guys man how how am i gonna make this look realistic without killing you <laughs> you know i mean i mean seriously so right. so i mean i mean and so the stunt guy would say well what do you want me to do i said well how about you jumping off that bridge big one <laughs> yeah yeah with with maybe into like a small pool or or a car how's that that would be kind of interesting if you run onto land on top of a running car how's that <laughs> <laughs> you know they would think of crazy things like that of course like not to mean to like you know not or like when I hurt the stuntman, right. and you tell Samo or Jackie, can you do it? And, and, and honestly, these guys are, 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 because, you know, I've been in the Hong Kong industry for about eight, nine years, and people always sort of think that Hong Kong stuntmen are, are, are kamikaze fighters, you know, like they have no value in life and safety. Um, they would just do anything. Well, that's not true because that is sort of the way out of a stunt, being a stuntman. Mm -hmm. Because that, I mean, Jackie Chan used to be a stuntman. Sammo right. Hong used to be a stuntman. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, Sammo, after doing, you know, his, his thing with Bruce Lee and Enter the Dragon, I mean, he's already a well-known choreographer by then, but now it sort of propelled him to become an actor, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, so most stunt guy, um, that's their path. You know, like if I perform well, if I sort of um, go the extra mile for the film, maybe I'll get noticed and then maybe I can be an assistant or, or something. You know, so then, uh, uh, and so I was really blessed because I've learned so much in Hong Kong. Now, was and that, that your, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, go ahead, I'm was, sorry. No, no, go ahead, you were saying. Was that your, like, you specifically wanted to be a stuntman in Hong oh, Kong? or? No, 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 no. Because, you know, I, I major, I mean, I, I went to, I went through the whole school system here in the state. 
in America. Like I went to elementary school, um, junior high, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and went to college and my major was civil engineering. Okay. Uh, and, and, and when I'm done, I worked for a year, I was 25 years old and I was working on soil, soil engineers, a civil engineer. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I really, I didn't realize how much I hate about dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh my God, more dirt. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm uh, an, no, I'm an no, environmental no. inspectionist. I'm no, a, no. Oh, I do environmental uh, inspections, okay. so I deal with civil engineers like right. almost on no, a daily I mean, basis. It's funny. <laughs> but it's fantastic because that is the only profession, a professional profession, that a Chinese family would approve. You know, like, hey, you got to be an engineer. <laughs> I don't care what, what kind. Sanitation, <laughs> I don't know. Engineer, doctor, accountant or something. It's the title. So, I know what you mean. That, right? So then they don't care, you know, so then um, that's the only profession I get to be outdoor mm-hmm. and I don't have to dress up for it. I mean, I've always been a very outgoing person um, and I was uh, doing really develop, uh, devote myself into martial arts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was really like training like, you know, six hours a day. I mean, like two in the morning, two in the afternoon, two in the evening. Yeah. Um, because that I was like, I was, I was the Kui Chang Kang, you know, kneeling in front of the Shaolin Temple, like, please, master, <laughs> teach me, I want, you know, and, and, and how uh, I never pay tuition. I clean the studio just like the old school, I clean, nice. you know, so, you know, so, so I was really into um, the martial arts. I was really active. So when I had to had a, have a job, you know, like I said, man, I really hate this. <laughs> so then I, and then I, I quit, I went to Hong Kong and no idea what I was looking for, honestly. Um, but I knew the first thing I need to, to, to do is to get a gym membership and work out because I've always been working out. And I guess some people saw me at the gym and say, Hey, you know, you're pretty good. You know, you want to be in movies. And then I, you know who Chu Huck is? The guy who did uh, better tomorrow once upon a time in China with yes. Jet Li, the first one. Yeah. Okay. That director, he was a very well-known director uh, at that time. And, you know, he always had dark sunglasses. And then I was up in the, in his office and he came over, he looked at me and I swear to God, he looks more like a bum than anything else. I, I swear to <laughs> he, because he had dark sunglasses. He looks like he just woke up with a, like a green or really raggedy jacket. <laughs> and then he just kind of looked at me, you know, tilting his head up because he has shades on. And he just kind of nod and walked away. <laughs> I said, uh, what, do I, did I get the job? And, and so he said, yeah, you got the job. I said, okay, all right, cool. Um, and, and so, I, again, go back to, I was really fortunate. I think my timing was right um, yeah. to be in Hong Kong in the 80s because um, Hong Kong had some of the best, best action movies ever during the 80s period. I mean, I, I completely agree. John and, Woo, and, one of my favorite yeah, no, directors. Oh, yeah, it's John incredible Woo, yeah. that you were in that time period. No, That's actually, cool. you know what? Shi Hug was the same production um, company with John. So I oh, would nice. see John. Yep. So I did um, a, my second movie with the same company, a guy, uh, Dr. I mean, director Wong, we call him. But anyway, um, he was John's assistant director on The Better Tomorrow. Ooh. series so it was like super like i was super privileged um i appreciated all my time and and he directs like john you know he would have music in his ear you know like constantly and then he would tell me i, I said what well, what are you listening to and he would say 
Well, I'm li- li- I'm listening to the scene. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What the right. hell you What the <laughs> hell you talking about, man? I'm just like <laughs> listening to what scene? <laughs> you know, I'm you know because like that was my second movie. That was like my right. first year in Hong Kong, and I had no idea about acting. Nothing. Um, okay. All right. So he would explain about the pacing, um, the beat of the shots. You uh-huh. know, um, the 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 editing. And then everything is through music. So That's then that cool. Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense, right? Because yeah. the music has a beat, and and you know how all the trailers, all the movies now, the mm-hmm. music plays a really important part right. in films now. So so it makes sense. So in some ways, Hong Kong was uh, really far more advanced um, yeah. than Korea or Japan back then. I don't know what happened. I mean, bless Korea because like Korea, like got. I think they are the most skilled filmmaker filmmaker in Asia now. They are the most. I agree. They've had a good skilled. output lately, like the the special effects and the spectacle of their movies. Right. Well, like, yeah. No, I'm sure that. And you notice it's not. It's more than just special. Now they have a, a certain way of storytelling now, which right. is like really amazing. Right. You, you know, and they always had it. And at, in, in the 80s, 90s, they might come up with, you know, like um, all those revenge movies, all those slasher, you know, mm-hmm. memory of a killer and all that. And we thought, wow, they're, they're sick, man. They're, the Koreans are, <laughs> man, how did they come up with that idea? You know, like, you know, you, you know, you, 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 you rape my sister and 20 years later, oh, oh boy, like, I'm going to, I'm going to revenge, take revenge on you 20 years later. <laughs> Wow, that's it, like holding some really major grudge, you know, <laughs> right? How, who in their right mind think of stories like that? You gotta be pretty sick, <laughs> right? I mean, you yeah. Know, what happened to the good old-fashioned gang fights we used to <laughs> yeah, see in exactly. Hong Kong cinema? You know, no, with the exactly. body so, counts of over two hundred people. But right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the funny thing is that you know we can relate because you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we 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 hold we hold hold grudges in some ways, how no matter how big or small. But of course, not not to that extent. Right. So then, as far as storytelling goes, I mean, I was really noticing Korea film films for a long time. I love Korean movies. Now, while you were in uh, Hong Kong, I mean, was it were you because I am now? I didn't realize you had like such a career in Hong Kong. I'm gonna have to do a deep dive in your filmography now. I mean, were you just majoring or were you mainly just stunt work or did you have any no, parts no, to no. play or were you like co-star or stuff i right. mean forgive me for not knowing right. but no this no is no incredible. That's well you know um i'm sure you know about the shaw brothers right before yeah. before the 60s 70s mm-hmm. uh, well shaw brothers produced a lot of action guys because they actually had a course in shaw brothers back in the 70s uh like you know same course that jackie chan sammo Hong, all those you built all his brothers went through the same program. So there's oh. a lot more other guys. So during the 70s, it was a really tight knit sort of group, you know, like of guys. Mm-hmm. Like and then the, um, the Deadly Five Venoms example. Oh, okay. You, you know, all those guys went through the Shaw Brothers uh, training course, action training course. So, but anyway, so after that, during the 80s, some of the guys sort of went off on their own and became directors and producers and choreographers. Um, poor Jackie and Samo became superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I got signed with one of those guys, like those, you know, same, they know Jackie really, everybody knows each other really well. Mm-hmm. So, um, so then I, I 
first started as a stunt person uh, for my first two films because all I did, but not really a stunt person. I play a character stunt person, uh-huh. meaning like there's stunts involved. Now, I honestly, I had no idea what the F stunt was. <laughs> you know, I mean, no. Well, the thing is that, you know, um, all they, and the thing is that I can feel a slight animosity from these guys because I'm Chinese and I can't speak a word of Chinese. I mean, I could <laughs> not good, you know? So, uh-huh. then, so then, and then who is this sort of, they call them ABC. We call, they call us ABC, American born Chinese. So, huh. so then they say, oh, who's this guy coming into Hong Kong and trying to make it in the industry? Because it is a coveted industry. It's, it mm-hmm. is a coveted profession. You know, in the movie business, it's a big deal. Right. So, um, so then, and then, so they're constantly testing me, constantly. They would say, well, can you take a fall from here? But, you know, no padding, nothing. I didn't know about pad. So when they asked me to take a fall, I fall. And uh-huh. the thing, the funny thing, that because I was so like with the martial arts, my favorite style was a drunken master. I'm sure you saw the drunken master with Jackie Chan. Uh-huh. So, so we take a lot of fall in that form, in the you know performing. So I would compete with that form, and I would have like a knee pad and elbow pad, and I would still do all those nasty fall like Jackie does, um, except on a concrete floor. So wow. I'm used to. I'm used to somehow, you know, just like judo, you know how they say judo, break your fall. When you fall, you slap your hand on the floor, mm-hmm. kind of slowly break your fall. So right. I learned how to break my fall and not to really hurt myself. So when they try and test me, say, can you take a fall? You know what? There's like 10 f- steps of concrete stairs. Can you roll off? Someone's going to kick you and then you do a dive and roll off the stairs. Can you do that? So yeah, give me a couple elbow pads. You know, I mean, I, I said it very nonchalantly, as if like, I know what I'm doing, right? And of course, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, so yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, because we're, we're, I mean, you know, you're 20 something, you have cameras in front of you and, you know, you're in the movie business. It's exciting. So then, um, so I, I did, so it was one stunt after another. And then all of a sudden I was known this big, big American Chinese guy in Hong Kong able to do stunts and he looks kind of cool, you know, so. Um, Dude, so that's cool. Yes, yeah, so for the first two years, I was a stunt actor because every time I'm hired, I was required to do a certain amount of stunt work. That's so, great. Uh, well, and that then, adds to the resume, though. It has well, to, that well, you can do stunts and act. Well, funny thing, with Hong Kong, there is no resume. They don't, you know, because <laughs> I, I don't know. They're, like, we didn't keep up a resume. Like, you know, it's, you know, it's because it's such a small industry, so uh-huh. everyone knows what you've done so you can't bs them you know like you can't right. bs like i did that movie said no you didn't you know <laughs> so or, or i did that stunt everybody knows everything so oh, okay. then uh, so then so then i got a really good sort of training in the first two years um, of my career in hong kong as a stunt actor and then someone said you know hey you know rob who's that guy over there the guy who's like sticking up like he, you know, he's like a freaking tree man He's like, because all the Hong Kong guys are like five, six, you know, so then I'm like, this guy's standing like this right in the middle of a sea of like little heads. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, he might be a good bodyguard. Let's give him a few lines, you know, and then like, you know, opening car door. Yes, boss. He went that way, boss. You know, you want something to eat, boss? You know, so, um, so that's how I started. I get one line, two line, three lines, and then I did some action stuff. And that's how sort of my career kind of grew. And then I started to like starring in leading roles and yeah, that's, yeah. So that's how it all started. How did it, so 
where was the transition? How did you end up getting to Mortal Kombat? What, oh. what was the lead up? Because it sounds like, I mean, you were kicking ass in Hong Kong. What would compel you to come over to America for, or to come back? Well, other than, I guess, family, huh? That, that, <laughs> That'll no, do it every no, time. No, no, I, I think what it is is that because I grew up here, I have the American mentality. Because, look, you know, if 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 I'm not happy there, why am I there? You know. True. So then I was, you know, like the whole thing about like independence. Right. You know, like you know, like like same thing. You know, I wasn't happy doing what I was doing, so I need to move. I need to go and find that whatever I'm interested in. So I went to Hong Kong. So I think before 97, before the, the Hong Kong was handed over to China, I mean, I didn't want to go to China, to be honest. I, I, I just didn't, because I trained in China and Wuxi in the early years. And I'm, I'm not too crazy about, you know, the government, you know, just, right. just not, you know, being, you're being watched, you're being told what to do. And I, right. again, you're I American. This, I can, <laughs> I have this men, American mentality. You know, I right. like to park my car on the driveway, man. You know, yeah. so, <laughs> you're right. You, you know, I mean, I like, I like, I like, I like big cars, you know, come on. Uh-huh. So, uh, right. I don't want to go to my apartment. I want to go to my house. Right. I don't want to take the elevator, but anyway, the mentality was different, you know, because, you know, it, 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 the Chinese culture is very sort of uh, seniority, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, like cast, you know, like you got to, you know, like we call Jackie big brother, mm-hmm. Samo big brother. Everyone has a title. So can you imagine if you start working in China, you know, it's a, being a communist country. So the, the level of people you have to like bow to. Right. And I would rather not work if I All have right. to bow to anyone. You right. Know, so. So then, um, so then during 97, I wasn't really happy because, um, you know, Hong Kong's going back to China and then everyone says, Robin, you'll do well in, in China and there's a lot of work in China. China's a big market. You're going to make a lot of money. And then I, I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't care. And, and a little backstory before 97 was, you know, I mean, I've got approached with Jackie and Samo saying like, hey, join my team and do my, be my studio. No, I'd rather do my little movies where I'm the star, where I'm kicking ass and where I get the girl. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> you, I agree. Again, I mean, again, I don't know, is that an eagle or being a narcissist or anything? But I, I, I didn't, I, I want to create my own, I, you know, like just kind of carve my own path or my own career i don't want to you said it that's american that's right yeah there's that american mentality well because you know like okay sure it's nice to have nice things it's nice to have money but if you're not happy right what's the point right you know i mean regardless and that's why i i look up to you guys meaning like you know hey i applaud you guys for doing what you're doing because right now yeah sure it might seem a little um bare and a little minimal you know but hey dude everybody starts somewhere hey, you okay? tell me right. shit i'm talking to Liu kang yeah I'm, I'm winning you keep talking i'm the one winning tonight that's fine with me <laughs> so right so then i make a move back here in 95 mm-hmm. and then just because you know towards 97 and start everything starting to move to china and i didn't want to go um so i was coming back visiting my parents and my brothers and sisters and and i had a friend that Warner brother, uh, he's a cast, she's a casting director. In fact, she cast me in a Melissa Gilbert movie back in the 80s. 
Oh wow, um, that's a yeah. deep cut, Melissa that's Gilbert. A, I've oh, heard that name should, in forever. You should you should check that out. There's like no action, a lot of kissing. Oh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> so, I'll make a note. But, of it. but anyway, anyway, um, so then so then she was really involved. Um, she's a big casting director at Warner Brothers, uh -huh. and then uh, and then she's head of casting, and then um, and then she, you know, I, I visit her pretty much every time I come back to the state for to visit my family and and, she, and then somehow she has a casting director friend and she said you know we're casting this movie uh called mortal Kombat. i think you're 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 perfect you should go in and then i say first of all i i do have a chip on my shoulder in some case because i mean i love martial arts and i have a lot of respect for martial arts you know so when i see people do it wrong i get slightly offended a little bit because you know again i'm the quite chan king like kneeling in front of the temple shaolin temple and saying i want to learn the art you know so then when people are trying to make fun of martial arts i get slightly i mean i don't i mean i don't get violent violence or anything i just get right. oh my god don't do this you know um but anyway so i said mortal combat that's a stupid name <laughs> <laughs> So you weren't familiar with the no, game? No, no, no. In Hong Kong, I just came up back from Hong Kong. Oh, that's right. You know, like I had no idea what Power Ranger was because oh, you know it wasn't man. my time. You know, back in that nineties was Power Rangers, and then and then um, I think Double. I was I'm the He Man period. Right. Well, <laughs> you know, me too. That's my you favorite know, cartoon. Yeah, but yeah. man, that is incredible to like. Not it's know, just, right? It's it's different the perspective because over well, because, here, Mortal Kombat owned the world right after street fighter because street fighter 2 was going for a while right right mortal Kombat yeah. came out and that was on top of the world and just the right. fact that you were cast as Liu kang you were a god right. you right. ruled no, the I, playground well, the thing school. is that i had no idea that's the thing um, <laughs> that's so amazing then, so then i went so this casting guy you know i had an appointment with them and i read and and I had long hair in Hong Kong because I was sort of like, again, the re like you, you know, we want to be, we want to rebel. We don't want to <laughs> go, we don't want to go with the culture. We want to go against the culture. Right. You know? I'll so, make my so, culture. Right. Exactly. And, you know, back in the 80s, like, you know, I'm, I don't know if, if you're familiar with some of the Hong Kong stars, like Andy Lau, Tong Li Leung, all those I know guys. him. But all those uh, clean cut Chinese guys, really right. cute. And I always say, man, you guys are like, you know, you guys look like girl, man. I mean, they have you have more makeup than a girl do, you know. So anyway, so then, so then I would, I would um, grow my hair mm -hmm. just to just to be different, you know, because I I didn't know why, and I didn't care if I get hired or not. I just want to grow my hair. So my last couple of movies in Hong Kong, I had long hair, and and I refused to cut it, and um, I came back to the states went to the meeting at the casting director and said, oh my God, I love your hair because Luke Kang in the game had short hair. Right. Yeah, so then, so then the producer, the captain, you know, everyone, everyone came into the room, I love his hair, this is a new look. I, you know, and I had no idea what they were talking about. I said, okay, <laughs> fine, all right. You know, so then, uh, and then after seven reading, I did seven readings. Because wow. It, well, well I get, like you said, because is 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 an Asian guy, you know. Mm -hmm. It's mid nineties, you know. I mean, I think that was pretty much the first time casting 
you know, an Asian guy in a, in a sort of major Hollywood movie. Right. You had, also, oh, that's right. You had a lot of studio interference on that film. Right, had exactly. To. Exactly. So then, uh, so then they want to be sure. They want it to be really, really sure. So mm -hmm. then, you know, I mean, not just the martial arts, his acting. And I think they got really lucky, even though Larry Kasanov doesn't admit it, mm -hmm. the producer, um, they, he got really lucky that they hired me because um, Jason Scott Lee was considered, Russell Wong was considered, you know, Dustin That's some Nguyen tough competition. Well, well, exactly. And they've done work, you know, right. they've done good work. Even John Lone. I mean, they, were, they looked at every Asian actor available. And so, but, and, and they didn't care at that time in the nineties, they didn't know what action court, Hong Kong cinema action choreography was all about. Right. You know, they, you know, they were still in smoky and abandoned time, you know, like, you know, at hey, one point you fly out the window, I'm going to Hell, they still are honestly, right, but right, I know what you mean. <laughs> right. They, you know, we're going to, and, and, you know, we, I have guys tells me, Lyndon Ashby and then, you know, the guy, Johnny Cage, right? Yes, sir. Good friend of mine. And then he said, you know, I like all this stuff, you know, but you know, like Clint Eastwood would throw one punch and the guy would be out. Well, that would be kind of boring, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's entertainment, it's cinema. Right. Things have to be cinematic, you know, because right. so, um, and, 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 I got criticized for doing all those blocking, hitting, ducking, all these things. That was the best part. Okay, so the reason what and look at today now. Very true, yeah. but look at that was, what did you have to audition like your martial arts style? Yeah. Like so you said uh, drunken style. So I mean like what all forms of martial arts do you, oh. were you familiar with? Or are you oh, just God. like everything? I'm, 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 I'm like, you know, I'm Robin to you, but I'm master Robin to a lot of other people. So you're more like Shang Tsung than <laughs> yeah, Shang Tsung actually something. was. You know yeah, I'm, I'm, yes, exactly. I'm, I'm good though. But, um, but you know, I, I, I got animal forms. Uh, yeah, I know so much stuff. Hong Kong. I mean, you know, uh, have you seen Shaolin Temple with Jet Li, the first, the first yeah. Shaolin Temple? When I saw that movie in the 80s, I said, I want to do that. <laughs> I, I want to do that. So that was, I think that came out in 81 or 80, 81, 82, I'm not sure. I know it's an old one. It's really old. And then when I saw that, I go, my God, I didn't know you can fly in there. I didn't, I had no idea. And also, you know, growing up in America, I mean, right now, you know, time is tough right now for everyone mm -hmm. in America, you know, not just the society, the cult, the country is, is right. And I think is that everyone's looking for their identity, like mm -hmm. who they are, where they come from. I think once you have that, you're more grounded, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't, I, so I understand what's going on. So I think when I was in my early twenties, like 21 years old, um, still in college, uh, even before I did martial arts, I, I was looking for myself. Actually, I was looking for identity because I came here when I was uh, 10 years old. And I, I grew up, adapted, you know, assimilated myself into the mm -hmm. culture. And, and it's tough because like, you know, my God, my first best friend was a black kid. So, mm -hmm. so then I go, Oh my God. I mean, why are you so dark? I don't <laughs> So, and then we, have, said, well, we all have the stories like that. Right, right. So, and then, and then, and then like you were a really good friend. I said, can I touch your hair? Because I've never seen hair like that before. And I was curious, <laughs> but not out of anything that like, Oh, you're right. a freak, but out of curiosity, because I was 10 right. years old. So then, um, so then I think I was looking for my identity because, you know, I, I learned about the constitution. I learned about the U S history, the government, mm -hmm. the, you know, everything. 
Um, but there's nothing. So when Kung Fu came on, I said, all oh, right, a Chinese guy on TV. <laughs> and he's not even Chinese. Right. David Kane. <laughs> right. You know? so, so, then, so then I think, when, so when I saw Jet Li on, on, in Shaolin Temple, I said, that's what I want to do because that represents who I am as a Chinese person. And that is art. That's sort of a, I always wanted to do something that is very expressive. Right. Well, so like then I, said, I was pre- your your what you did in the film actually made the film because i mean the fact that you were up against they were considering jason scott lee i mean yeah. that's no small thing he played bruce lee in, oh, the, dra- in the dragon movie well uh lu kang was modeled directly right. after bruce Abs- lee in the first mortal kombat however absolutely your hair looked closer to lu kang in mortal kombat 2 so wow. it just of well, course it's kismet i say i mean hindsight's always twenty twenty. But you honestly, you were the reason that more because Mortal Kombat, quite honestly, should have bombed. I well, don't, know, oh, what the, I don't well, know what the final numbers were, but it should have bombed. Well, but it didn't because you were believable as Liu Kang okay. and Carrie Tagawa was believable as Shang Tsung. Now, the rest of it was kind of, eh, right, right. but that's why I was asking, like, your style and if they, like, made you perform to actually you know, be it. Oh, yes. So, I mean, I was, like, really, like, the, that, that is a Chinese martial art called Wushu, something that Jet Li does. I mean, that's right. just part of the Chinese sort of martial art. It's called the Chinese martial art. And, and you know, it, it, it consists of, like, weaponry, long, short weapon, flexible weapons, animal form, traditional form, like the eagle claw, the drunken form. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many, so many Tai Chi, so many different styles. And the thing is that as a sort of a practitioner or athlete, you basically have to learn six of each style, meaning you have to learn a long weapon, six of the long weapons, six of the mm-hmm. short weapon, six of the flexible weapons, you know, so then in traditional form, so you get to pick, you want to do a drunken form or an eagle style or preamantis, or, or, or they even have a duck form, by the way. So I, it's the goofiest thing I've ever seen, but, you know, they have, they have it. <laughs> so then, of course, me being, you know, because we all have our sort of taste of beer in high school, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I want to do the drunken form. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know, so, the, so, yeah, so that's, and then, yeah. No, I was just going to say, talk about showing up to a job overqualified. Right. <laughs> so what, what styles did you whip out for him for your audition? What did you show him? Oh, oh no. Well, I just put a bunch of shit together. <laughs> 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 you know, because, because the thing is that, I mean, I, I, because, you know, at that time I did like, you know, 30 some movies in Hong Kong already. So then mm-hmm. I knew they wanted something cinematic. Right. So I did a lot of jump, a lot of, you know, loud kick, you know, loud hand jet, you mm-hmm. know, punching and all that stuff. So, they, you know, because I'm, I don't know, with self-defense, people say like, you know, when self-defense, when you're being, when a real situation, when you're being attacked, it's not really like, you know, the attacker that sort of, you know, how you freezes up. It's right. not like seeing the attacker that you froze up. Is that that initial touch that huh. because all of us are not used to being touched. Right. So then when you, when someone grabs you, your mind go froze up and what, what am I going to do? My God, you know? So, oh, so then that's why I knew when I was auditioning, I want to wake them up. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to wake them up with sound, with, 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 uh, with noise, with jumps. And so then they were like really, you know, like mesmerized. Wow. This is amazing. Cool. So then, okay, you're past. That's what's my last audition was my martial arts. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. That, that was my, so they, so then how wrong are they? Because they didn't care about the martial arts. That is of all the stupid things for, a, especially considering it's a movie called Mortal Kombat. Okay. Now, okay. Now, you know, my fight, the reptile fight with the right. scorpion fight, we shot that afterwards. Did you know that after the testing no. screen, after the test screening, um, so they had a test screening at Compton, mm-hmm. you know, so so then uh, Paul Anderson went down there, okay, with the producer, and he told me, and it was really bad. It was a really <laughs> test screen. It was it just really bad result. And the studio, New Line, um, asked Larry and said, you know, why is it that Robin's fight looked so good? Well, because <laughs> Robin did it himself, you know. So and well, because I think that's Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. Okay. So then, so then. So after the movie was completed, they said, you know, we need to do two scenes, two reshoot scenes, one for the reptile fight and one for the scorpion fight, because scorpion is one of the fans favorite character. Right. And reptile is kind of unknown. But then, you know, it's a good sort of leeway because I was at this outworld with Katana. And then mm-hmm. so that would be a good chance to do a, a reptile fight. And then so let's hire Robin and let him choreograph. And then, so Larry Kasnoff approached me and they said, you know, we have a week, uh, $3 million, and then we're gonna do these two fight scene. Um, can you do it? And uh, so, yeah. So yeah. We, we shot, we, that's additional scene, the script, reptile fight and the scorpion fight. That came after this test screening. Oh, wow. Cause I know it was rumor whenever, all right. So the movie came out in 97? 96, I think. 96 okay yeah i was is i'm playing i'm trying to place myself because if it's 96 (laughs) i was 16 right but and i just this is at the the very dawn the very beginnings of the internet and message boards and stuff anyway (laughs) like i said you own the playground in elementary schools you own the playground at my (laughs) at my brother's school Uh, me and my my friends you know just around talking about this new mortal Kombat man yeah have you seen luke kane he kicks ass (laughs) he looks just like him but yeah i know we laughed because we were there (laughs) but there was a rumor that you had actually choreographed it but it was no i remember we didn't have imdb back then or nothing but i remember that was one of the selling points for us like when we went to the theater to see it i didn't know that those fights were reshoots oh mortal Kombat was opening up and i bought my ticket and i'm there friday night to watch it open up and then i just remember the rumors being like yeah look at luke kang you know he actually (laughs) did those fights like he's the one that told him what to do that's cool and the thing is that um, larry kazanov was really supportive because because throughout the entire shoot, because everything that I was trying to do, mm-hmm. there was always an obstacle, meaning like, you know, they're not used to seeing the, the rhythm of the fight, the rhythm. Right. Because I, like I said, we always like with the rhythm, fight is mm-hmm. with the rhythm. So then I always have a certain rhythm, like ba 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 boom, you know? So then always a rhythm. And then so every, that's why, you know, there's, it's telling a story also because beginning mm-hmm. the hero loses, and then the fight goes even. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I'm sorry, the fight starts kind of even. And then the hero loses. And then the bad guy is going to laugh. That's his, you know, cliche laugh. And then the hero fights back. The hero journey. The mm-hmm. hero journey. It's the same thing. I said the fight needs to go that route. That, you know, so, so then we did that. And Larry says, stop production one day. In the first day of shooting, stop everyone and says, 
this is a reshoot of the fight. And Robin is the choreographer. Whatever Robin wants, he gets. <laughs> so I was really, really happy. So, so we shot the reptile fight first. So I was fighting Keith, my best friend, and I fractured two ribs. Oh, God. I did. And then it was, it was uh, he threw me um, hitting a pillar. I don't know if you remember. He threw me, he elbowed me, threw me, yeah. landed on the pillar on the side. But anyway, so I fractured two ribs. And because of what he said and how everyone, how, how enthusiastic and how excited everyone was, I continued it. I just finished the fight. And after my fight, we had to work on Scorpion fight. And I didn't go to the hospital. I didn't get checked out. I didn't get X-rated because I wanted to, like, you know, want to do a good job because, mm -hmm. you know, they appreciate the movie because they really appreciate the martial arts. And, um, and, and it was after the shoot and I went to the hospital and they said, hey, you fractured two ribs. Said, oh, okay. What can we do? <laughs> Robin, the scene where you fracture the ribs, that's the shot in the movie. That's the, yeah, that the shot that's in the, the shot. movie? That's the shot in the movie. Oh, that's wow. So Paul Anderson, now he's sort of like the big Resident Evil guy now. Right. Um, he's always like, you know, and he, he learned a lot from that film on Mortal because, and that's why we're still really good friends. We still text each other, we see each other. I mean, he has three kids, and, and so we get together a lot. Um, he would now, no, because with Mil I train, even trained Miller for, for, for the Resident Evil, the first two Resident Evil. Um, oh, really? And, yeah. Oh, so cool. then, so then, um, So then he would, you know, he's just, or at least he thinks he's, well, he is. He's a pretty good action guy now. <laughs> uh, he's, I, I, yeah. But anyway, he would say, you know, that's a, so whenever anyone asks him, how is this fight? He'd say, well, that's a one rib fight. And then they go, what's a one rib fight? Well, because Robin fractured two, his, his ribs in Mortal Kombat. That's a two rib fight. So this is a one rib. Come on, this is nothing. Okay, this is nothing. Don't give me this one rib thing. <laughs> so that's how he rates a fight now. He, he rates so, the fight by the number of ribs you crack. So after Mortal Kombat, I mean, you're riding high on, I mean, you're on cloud number nine. I can tell you right. as far as, did you have any idea how big it was? No, okay, after now the film. Right back. Like I said, like, you were a legend, <laughs> and you didn't even know this. But after no. the film, I mean, well, what was it like then? Well, I mean, I mean, go back to the premiere. Is that you know? I mean, I thought it was you know another movie. To be honest, because I've done thirty films in Hong Kong, I've seen myself mm -hmm. on screen, and you know, I just love the work. So I didn't really know about the fame or care about the fame or money. I didn't know. Is that when I got out of the theater? kids because i think they must have invited hundreds of kids if not a thousand they were rushing at me they were and then mm -hmm. then i i swear to god it, because i grew up here in the states right so then and and you know being a a minority you know i mean we have our, our issues that we have to deal with you know school mm -hmm. bullying and all that stuff growing up but you know we're trying to work it no because that's just part of the life you know right. it's not anyone to blame right so but so when i came out of that theater I see like all different kinds of kids rushing at me and just kind of want to touch me and say more, can sign it. It was the happiest moment of my life. <laughs> I, yeah, because, I because, can you imagine. Know, because, because that was the first time where I felt I belonged. Mm -hmm. right. is, that, is that, I know that's kind of hokey, but you know. No, no, uh, look, because 20 years later, you're sitting here, I, I would have been one of those kids. Well, yeah, well, you know, well, well, the thing is that, well, well, Thank you. Anyway, but, um, <laughs> but no, it's just seriously like yeah, you, right. you're Luke you, I mean, Thanks. yeah, you deal with it, but to just give you an idea, 
that is how iconic if you it just take one little roll but that's how iconic it is the fact that you're luke i mean i'm just enthralled just hearing you talk you. about it because yeah you. you are luke kane and i would if i had seen you i would have rushed to you with something to sign it because it's, just, it's <laughs> like you. that you mortal Kombat and the arcade experience for our generation i mean that oh that ruled our lives and yeah. so the fact that you brought that character to the screen and and did it well which is no easy feat might Thank i add you. well you know isn't yeah. it funny now that you mentioned the arcade isn't that like back then was such an innocent time right. oh i we, miss it man i'd wait, go don't back you miss going to arcade you know what i mean Man. Like, you know, like, you try to save up quarters. Yeah. <laughs> That's your right? biggest worry. I mean, yeah, you're, you're trying to, like, Mom, you have any quarters? Yeah, come on, you know, like, just. So I try to save those quarters to go to the arcade, and it was safe. It was a safe environment. It oh, wasn't yeah. a, a negative environment, you know. So everyone just wanted to have fun, and everybody interacted, you know. Um, so I really missed the arcade period tell me back about in the it. 80s. Yeah, That's so. something I'm trying to tell my son is try to give him just some – just little bits of what it was like to be that age. So telling him, you know, like you go to, we had a place called Mr. Gaddy's here and they, they had pizza, like really cool pizza and a big screen TV. And they had a, a little dais off to the side with some arcade games. But then you go to Mr. Gaddy's and then go to a blockbuster or video world and rent you a movie and a Nintendo game and go home. And then the next day go to the mall and hang around at the arcade. And I remember, when Mortal Kombat came out, it was, you know, it took up, everybody was standing around Mortal Kombat, and you always knew who was next. You you had the code of the arcade. If you had your two quarters, you walked You're on the machine. That's, That's right. yeah. You just set it up to the next, and everybody left it alone. They yeah. knew that that stack of right. quarters was you, and you had the next fight. Right, exactly. When MK2 came out, they were selling the moves list at Electronics Boutique right down the wall. You could walk down to the store, and they were selling the moves list for like 10 bucks. Uh, I remember it was around that time all right. that you came, the movie came out. Right. And so you, were, you became, whether you wanted to or not, you became the proxy face, basically, of the entire franchise. Right. And you, I mean, honestly, you still Thank carry you. that. Yeah, you still just, to this day, you're still. Oh, you know, um, <laughs> it's so funny. I'm sure you know they're doing the reboot for James Wong. He's a great filmmaker. They're doing a reboot of Mortal Kombat. I I heard Justin knows more about it than I do. Yeah. I, in fact, I heard about it through him. I had right. no clue. James right. Wan. Yeah, you know the 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 song. Yeah. The song, the he's song doing Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Okay. Well, he's yeah. producing. He's producing. He's not oh, directing. Okay. He's producing out of Australia. Please tell um, me but, you're doing the fight coordinator. No, no. The thing. Well, okay. The thing is that um. And, and in between then and now, you know, yeah, they've been trying to get the them. movie. They've been trying to get the movie going for the longest time. There's rumor mm. pop up here and there. And the thing is, I feel that the studio just didn't get it. Right. Meaning like they don't know how to, because it's a bunch of martial artists. There's no star. Who can we attach? So they're, look, they're thinking of the uh, business sense. So mm. none of the studio gets it. And, and so, and that's why never, and also I heard, I'm, I'm talking like Trump, I don't know him that well, but uh, I right. heard that the studio doesn't really like Larry Kasanoff, the producer, that much. Mm. So they didn't want to work with him. Um, so they, there's like ideas, rumors going around the last 20 years. And then I think Warner Brother bought New Line or something. Mm -hmm. And then so the whole library went to Warner Brothers. So uh, Warner Brothers owns 
Mortal Kombat. So they contacted me because they were doing some kind of game or revival animation or something. Uh-huh. And, and, and I, mean, I can tell they're like $2,500 an hour. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then, so anyway, so they, hey, you know, uh, we don't know how many hours we, we want your boys because you're the original characters. And, right. And, and I said, no. Wow. Just because now, now the thing is when, when a studio gets their hand on, 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 on a film like that uh-huh. and they will make it into a very commercial thing. Right. Because I mean, I mean, I think one of the best thing about what's best about Mortal Kombat was that the characters are real, or at least they mm-hmm. seem real. Yeah. And people like like Johnny Cage, right. uh, Sonya, Micah, and we're like we're all, are, like you know, excited to be there. First of all, so it shows that mm-hmm. in the film that we're excited to be there, and also the relationship among between all of us are fantastic. Right. So we cared about each other and Lyndon would constantly ask me, Robin, give me a good pose, man. I need a good pose. <laughs> he made a dang good Johnny Cage, oh, I have you know, to say. <laughs> this is so funny. Okay, another inside story, Dan, now that you got me started. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, once we land on the island, remember, you know, when Lyndon was carrying all those suitcases? Yeah. Um, and anyway, so... So he, it was his idea to carry all those suitcases, him face hitting the water and, and also, okay, so and then we have to walk up that stairs and then we cut to the studio where we landed upstairs in the garden. Uh-huh. So, and so then he being a method actor, right? Um, and, you know, he it's, it's all about me. Who, who, I, who do I need to blow to get better lines? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's Linda. Now, of course, you know, he's, He's saying it as a, as a joke, as a, you know, but then that's his character. Who do I need to blow to get a better line or a better part or better camera angles, you know? So, and I would, of course, coming from Hong Kong, look at him like, boy, you want to blow someone for that? <laughs> I mean, you know, you think about it, right? If you think about it, why would you even, that's great. why would that even pop in your head that you want to do that <laughs> to get a better line? But anyway, so, so we were up at the garden and then like we had probably in the scene, we had probably walked like a thousand steps or something. So we arrived and Lyndon was running around. We were at a hangar. He was running outside for like 10 minutes. And I was wondering like, and when he came back in, he was panting. And I go, Lyndon, what are you doing? He said, well, we just walked up a thousand stairs. I want to look like as if I walked up a thousand steps. He said, why can't you just act, man? You're an actor, act, act like you're panting come on that's great so you see how that's johnny so his character is so he's a lovely lovely guy he's a love i i love him and we're still really good friends and and um and that's why i can joke about him like that he's a super cool guy but the thing is that he is a professionalist he, he wants to get everything right in the detail. I mean, he's, he, mm-hmm. he's perfect as Johnny Cage. All the sarcasm and all right. the attitude, all the sunglasses, you know, and the whole asshole line, you know, like, hey, right. what's $100 sunglasses? Right. But he threw that at, and he, and also he added the line um, in the very beginning when Johnny and I met at the dock. Um, it was his idea to Paul that, you know, um, he th- after I threw his luggage in the water, and then his line, he always wanted the last line, okay, so, but anyway, um, um, God, thank God I didn't ask him to park the car. 
<laughs> oh yeah right that's a great and line that's his line that's he came up with that line well not because okay because he wanted the last line right you see so so which is cool you know but that's johnny cage you know so so thing happened very organically in mortal i think and also it was uh paul anderson's first big hollywood movie so he was really happy to be there he was happy to work with um even though we're unknown actors he was just happy to be us, you know, to be there. Right. Because he was 28 years old, I think. Mm -hmm. A young you know, kid from England. What was no. it like working with him on like his first Hollywood film? Because I know he did shopping right. over in England before that. What was it like? Like how green was he? Oh, you know what? He, he, I know, I knew, now I knew. Um, he was very nervous, but he did not show it at the time. Um, you know, I, I tell you, you can be the dumbest English guy and you would sound intelligent. Okay. And <laughs> that seriously, accent. just be that accent, it's the accent, right? That it's not fair, right? <laughs> so you could be the dumbest English guy, but you would still sound like really intelligent and smart. But anyway, Paul has a gift of being very articulate. He's a very he's he's a very he's really good in speaking and, and explaining things. So so he would um he would very he would be very composed. Like, you know, when we were shooting and very professional because he told me now that, you know, it was all an act because, you know, he has to because it was his big Hollywood movie and, and he was really nervous. Actually, he wanted to have some fun with us, meaning like, you know, joke around with us. But he didn't really joke that much because he was pretty much constantly watched by New Line because it was, you know, $18 million on a 28-year-old kid. You know, right. it's, a, it's a big responsibility. Um, but he was very composed. He was very detailed. He knew exactly what he wanted uh, because, you know, he's 28, so he knows. Mm -hmm. He knows about the game. Um, and, 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 and so it was, it was very nice. You know, it was just really awesome working with him. Uh, we never hung out after the shoot, never, because that's how disciplined he was. Usually, you know, like us actors, hey, let's go have a beer or, or hang out, talk after the shoot. You know, even in Thailand, he didn't hang out. He just... After the shoot, he would go back to his hotel room and just do his homework for the next day's shoot. So, uh, no, I mean, he just, and then it's afterward, you know, he show his true side. He's actually an alcoholic, but um, no, he's not, he's not. But, you know, we, 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 no, he's 28 and I was like, I was, I'm five years, six years older than he was. I was 35, you know, so we're a kid. We're still like a kid. We like to hang out, joke and have a beer and so it's after the shoot, we celebrated. So, you know, um, but no, Paul was fantastic. That's why whenever you see him uh, giving an interview, he's very composed and, and very articulate. And, and he knows, um, I don't know how he knows. He's, you know, like you said in the interview, if, if he's seen a cave, a specific cave, and if he's seen it in a movie, then he doesn't want it. That's, that he, that's his sort of like a guideline to, to all of the things that he does. If he's seen it in some movies or a scene or a prop or a set, say he, he won't, I, won't, I don't want it. I want to see something that I have never seen before where I can go, wow, that's amazing. That explains then, so, a lot actually. Yeah, so, um, so, and we had the money. $18 million back then was a lot of money. Yeah, so. for real. So what about the new one? The, so you mentioned the new one with James Wan. So I mean, they right. have, have they even, no, they haven't even it, approached you about coordinating no, no. the fight or anything. No, no, because no, because there's no point, really, honestly, because it's a reboot. Yeah. Um, I already know because you know, like the last 20 years, there's so many things popped up. 
that everyone, you know, the whole, um, this Thai kid, um, Thai director kid, um, he's really, really young. He did a seven minute thing for Mortal Kombat. Like what, what could have been, you know, like, you know, reptile and all those things. Right. Um, it was pretty cool. Um, but you know, I, I feel mortal shit, you know, was, is one of those things that you could touch or not touch it, you know, just, right. just leave it as is. But I feel like because of the time we're in now with the whole Avenger, you know, right. popularity with Avengers, they might want to make it a little darker, mm -hmm. a little more um, stunt with more CG. And, and honestly, I'm not crazy about that now. I agree in a sense. It's the first Mortal Kombat and even Annihilation. Those movies were the reason that they work right. is the casting. Like I said, you were the perfect Liu Kang. Lyndon was the perfect K. Everybody they got to play every major character in that in the movie directly personified the characters yeah, that absolutely. we saw in the even Carrie Takawa. I mean, oh. he dadgum looked like Shang Tsung because we were so used to MK2 at that time. Right. If they do a reboot because they've changed the Mortal Kombat has changed. The game itself is so different now. If they do reboot, I kind of I mean, I agree with you is that maybe just do something new. Well, I just, you know, I just no, wish no, you would choreograph it. You so just, you all. just, you, you know what? You just dated yourself, Dan. You're, uh -huh. you're an old fart, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Like, like, you know, the way you're talking, like, you know, this is what my, my dad talks like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Maybe make a little bit of blood and guts, but... Like I said, I'm, I agree, I'm agreeing with you, man. No, 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 I hear, no, no, Dan, I, no, Dan, I hear, I, I agree with you completely, you know, just that maybe, you know, it's not our time, it's different, because when we watch Mortal, I mean, like, like Star Wars, you can't right. reboot Star Wars, come right. on, you can't, mm -hmm. how are you going to reboot Star Wars? I would the say, I mean, I, li I like you, maybe make it a sequel, I would just, yeah. I'd like to see Liu Kang in it. I want well, to see uh, you in there. Now, it could be like your grandkid in the tournament. Right, well, I just exactly. want to pass, see you in it. Well, pass on the torch. Like, you know how, like, you know, the, the, the last Star Wars, the uh, Rise of the Skywalker, you know, right. Mark Hammond showed up, you know, just said, okay, Princess Leia died, and then here's a new right, new, new saga, new adventure for, for Ray, you know, so, which is cool. Uh, but there's, there's a loose end. All the loose ends are tied. But um, I feel, again, um, they don't care. Right. It, you, I mean, you nailed that one right. Definitely. Now, I've seen you, aside from Mortal Kombat, which, like, as I could ramble forever the rest of your life, if you're ever around someone my age, that's all they're going to say. Mortal Kombat! Mortal Kombat! Mortal Kombat! <laughs> but I've seen you were, you've actually done some voice work, like, in Sleeping Dogs. No, uh, no, no. I, I did the other video game movie, too. Uh, the Chun-Li? Yeah. Right. And that's 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 what I was going to get to. It's like, as far as now, not necessarily, do you get, do you get offers to do video game movies or oh, at least well, like voiceover work? Do you get well, that no, often? I I'm, I'm picky, Dan. Like I said, remember, I, you yeah. know, money doesn't really make me happy. And I mean, I'm simple. I'm a very frugal, simple guy. I'm not a flashy guy. Um, I just like, I'm not a car guy. Like, you know, you said, Robin, you should drive a Porsche or drive this. Say, no, dude, man, I'm a, I am a fucking Porsche. <laughs> need, I don't Damn. need, I don't need to drive a Porsche. I don't need to be flashy. You know, I mean, I think it's, it's nice. So yeah, I do get offered, but then, you know, if it's, you know, I, I know Mortal Kombat is a sort of, um, exploit, exploit, 
exploitation. Ex, I can't even say that word. Exploit, exploitative or ex, yeah, explore, exploitation. Exploitation movie. Well, yeah, uh -huh. I understand. I understand. It's a genre movie. That's fine, you know. But I guess at my old age, you know, it's, it's almost like I want to be more substantial if that makes sense you know because i'm a dad now i want to that, say that's the dad coming out in you yeah careful. you know like you know i want to do something that is has certain meanings now you know meaning mm, like right. you know if i'm i don't want to do just for like you know like you know hey they're gonna pay you two thousand dollar an hour yeah, right so what was it is it gonna make me richer what i mean what what's gonna do like i buy a car what nothing i'm fine i'm fine uh, no so then i'm being very selective some people might think that sort of dumb you know meaning like you know not you make at all the money you make the money you can now you know because uh i hate regrets Dan. you know mm -hmm. i hate i hate to look back in life where i go damn i should have done that or i shouldn't do that or i'm one of those guys because again with the martial arts you know i'm the student you know like i want to do everything by the code by the by the rules by the, by the ways you know right. so then um so yeah i've turned down a lot of stuff the last seven years but you know I, I don't regret hey, it. I mean, as a dad, that's fine. They're, believe me, there's, you're, you're doing it right. It's, it's actually endearing to hear that. Thank you. During the, our conversation, a friend of mine named Marcus was able to actually join in. He wasn't able to be here at the beginning. But uh, okay. speaking of not living with any regrets, Marcus, you here? Can you hear I us am. and everything? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm a little enamored because I'm like, oh, all right. Shit, <laughs> all right. <laughs> and uh, Daniel was I'm not, I'm not dressing like Luke Kang because I just came, no, Robin, I just came like in I, from the pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but I told as you, Daniel Robin. Was, as yeah. Daniel was saying, like, that, like, I'm just thinking back to 1995. Like, I mean, I was six years old, but, like, oh. Mortal, Kombat, Mortal Kombat was, like, really everything and, like, the, the iconic character of Luke Kang. Like, I'm, I'm a little starstruck here, so you got to. Thank you. Thank you, Marcus. I um, just wanted to make sure. So if you could ask Luke Kang anything, Marcus. Let's pretend this is the only time you would ever get to chat with him. Is there anything you got to ask him? I mean, as we've seen now, he's even better in person than you can imagine. <laughs> so what would you ask Lou Kang? Um, well, I kind of wanted to ask, um, I mean, you kind of answered it a little bit um, because I saw Carrie uh, Tagawa was involved in the uh, new Mortal Kombat Aftermath right. Uh, right. DLC because I'm uh, – I'm still big into fighting games, so like I, I know a lot of uh, people from other states that compete competitively for Mortal Kombat. Oh, I just came back from Vancouver, not Vancouver, uh, Calgary, mm -hmm. on a video game competition of Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Yeah, exactly. Um, have you ever been contacted to uh, do like guest appearances there, or is well, that? Well, I did that one because Lapchi, the 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 yeah Lapchi, uh, Canada Cup Gaming, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so then, you know, he, I mean, right away, just, you know, he was very nice. You know, I mean, he emailed my agent and he emailed, he was just very nice. And I exchanged email from him and he just seemed very genuine. And, 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 uh, and that's the, my first appearance, believe mm -hmm. it or not, because I, I, I don't do appearance, meaning like, I don't, I, I don't want to do it. You know, just kind of <laughs> like, I mean, it's nice to see fans. It's nice to talk to you guys. It's super mm -hmm. nice. But again, I it gets my, old. <laughs> no, I mean it's not that. No, because it's always exciting to like see people excited with your work and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's just that meaning, like you know, I I don't really like to talk about myself. If that's you know, meaning like you know, I'm glad, I'm I'm happy. I'm, you know, like I just I just do the work. 
I just did right. the work. So pretty much you're like a normal guy at this, uh, yeah, I'm totally, guy you know, at this point. If you, if you talk to anyone, even before, you know, you say, hey, how's Robin? And they go, well, damn, he's normal. He's like, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I'm very approachable. And because I'm a fan too, like, you know, like all the Stallone movies, all the First Blood, yeah. all the oh, fan yeah. damn, you know, like, you know, even, even Chuck Norris, <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> You know, the octagon, you know, I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a big, big martial arts fan. So then uh, I remember stealing Rambo's poster from a cinema. Like, you know, like when no one's watching, I would just rip that poster off and hang it in my room. You know, so, so I'm a fan too. So I know how it feel to be a fan. It just says, so when people come up to you, be polite, you know, just say thank you very much. And, 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 and you don't have to be mean or anything. So, right. so I appreciate you guys for really wanting to, um, um, to talk to me. It's just that. I, I don't feel like I want to talk about myself because what I, what I do is not really any to me, mm. not really anything like special, mm. but then if it's such, if it has a certain impact, I say, that's fantastic. You know, like go train, go do martial arts to learn about different culture, which is fantastic. I think you I think this talk has been more going to be one of the most positive and, and, uh, and encouraging podcasts we've oh, ever yeah. done. Honestly. I mean, so, Right. Yeah, and, you know, and, and of course, you know, we're still kid, you know, we love video game. We love to hit. We let my son, he is so violent. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife said, wonder where he got that from. I said, well, I mean, yeah, but I, he has not seen any of my work. Um, he, just, he just know that um, he told his teacher. And so um, teacher asked him, what do your daddy do? Well, he's on TV and he's always naked. <laughs> don't say that don't say that robin so, you uh, said working with Lyndon was really funny on set and he kept things real loose so before i let you go i gotta ask you how things were on beverly hills ninja with uh, oh my chris god and chris, chris man i just i i have nothing but the best thing to say about chris meaning like he is such a cool nice guy i mean it's it's total shame what happened to him um, it's just that he is one of the most genuine person I have ever met. Now, uh, you know, along with his comedy and, and his, you know, his physique, um, you can tell there's a super nice person inside. Meaning he's, the sad thing is that, you know, as, as comedian is that you constantly have to put on a show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So because, and he knows, and he's grateful for what's happening with his career. So he's constantly putting on a show. And, and, and somehow I can see that. So mm-hmm. a lot of time, you know, I don't really like, you know, like kiss his butt, like, you know, like, hey, you're Chris Farley, I want to hang out, let's go. You know, so I would just kind of talk to him simple, like a regular person. And he was actually trained for about three months before he did the movies. And he trained in the same style as Jet Li and myself. So I oh, knew wow. exactly what he was doing. Wow. So then, so right before we did the movie, I worked with Chris for about a month on, on the martial arts, on the punching and, and because he is a really a, a big teddy bear, meaning like, yes, he take, he took a lot of punishment on his body, like crashing into things, falling, but he never liked hitting people. He's always a little scared to like hitting people. So then I said, Chris, you, you can't do that because this is an action movie. You need to kick some butt. <laughs> so then I would put on like a, a full shield and say, you know what? You got to kick me, man, because you got to get that fear out of yourself. Because remember I was telling you like the first reaction of people when they're being touched is that they're in shock. They didn't know what mm-hmm. to do. They freeze up. 
And the same thing when you hit someone, because if you're not used to hitting somebody, you go, oh my God, am I hurting him? And I'm going to kill him. And you know, that fear is that, no, you're not. We're, everything is safe. You're fine. Just do it. So then that's the, we start practicing, like, you know, sparring a little bit, have him have a little contact. But, you know, he is one of the most funny, funny, genuine, honest, big kid. He's Tommy <laughs> Boy, man. Like, you talk about, like, yeah. true character. Yeah. Man, he's Tommy Boy, man. You know, he's just, he's honest. Yeah, he might sound, like, a little off, like, you know, childish. But, dude, we're. It's an act. Look at us. Look at the way we, look at, look at the way we talk. Right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> That and we're like a you know, grown ass old man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> grown ass old man that was talking to Liu Kang. Like I said, I still win. <laughs> Did yeah, you have no, anything to do with the stunt coordinations on that movie too? Oh well, the thing is, uh, uh, I I work with Chris a lot, so everything it is again um, with that film. They pretty much let Chris loose, meaning like you know, Chris, whatever you want to do, you can do it. So he just, you know, I was there and then he was just doing his form and there's not much stunt for Chris. You know, and he, I mean, he had a stunt double, so there's not really any stunt for him. Uh, the only stunt is that he did was on the pole in the strip club. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. this is, this is, this is, this is a, in, another insight that you're so, I mean, I'm telling you a lot of inside stuff. It's just that on the day of that shoot in the strip club, you know, um, he was on first, so he was on set before I was. And so when I came on to set, and then he kind of pulled me and said, Robin, Robin, man, you got to go into that trailer. There's a lot of girls, a lot of strippers in there. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and then I go, oh, okay, all right, fine. You know, and then I said, yeah, they're going to like you. They don't like me because I'm fat. <laughs> I watched that movie for the first time just the other day, and it, it was a laugh riot. I had never I, seen it. Right, and, 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 and it's, it's innocent. It's not like I'm being stupid. It's like this guy, again, when they sent me my agent the script, Beverly Hills Ninjas, I turned it down. Uh-huh. I didn't want to read it. Because, again, back to the martial arts, Beverly Hills Ninja? Right. How hokey is that? <laughs> so, then I, so then my agent kind of called me like three times. He said, Robin, you got to, if you're not going to read the script, at least meet the actor. He is this guy, pretty famous. I mean, I knew, I knew Saturday Night Live, but I didn't know. I was in Hong Kong, remember? Uh-huh. So I didn't see any of Chris's stuff on SNL. Oh, so you didn't know it was Chris Farley. I didn't know. I had no idea who he was. Oh, so man. Then, so when, of course, when I went to the meeting, um, you know, this is big guy in a little jacket. He'd always say, <laughs> he, his line is that fat guy, fat in, guy a in a little jacket. Coat. In a little coat. That's, yeah. that's him. Fat guy in a little coat. So then, and then he has this really undone tie. Uh-huh. He had greasy hair, gel hair, his dark rim glasses. <laughs> and we were just talking, talking. And then, okay, all right. And he told me that he did martial arts training. And, and, and I go, okay, well, you know, I said, Chris, this is my first comedy movie. And then I've never done comedy before. So you're going to have to show me, you know, you know, how to, you know, guide me how to, how to be funny. And then he told me, and then all of a sudden, his face changed, right? He's like serious. He said, Robin, you don't have to be funny. Just be yourself. Just be honest, dude. The <laughs> boy said, wow, that's deep, man. Be honest. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because now, because like a lot of times on situation, you don't try to be funny. You let it happen. Uh-huh. Right. So he was kind of giving me an acting tip. 
you know, like you don't have to like purposely be funny, just kind of take it in, in the moment, and then it'll be funny. So it certainly after, was. After he said that, I, I, I did, I'd say, I'll do the movie. So you it, never worked with comedy before in your first comedy no. was Chris Farley and Chris Rock. <laughs> yep. I am so blessed, right? I mean, Mortal yeah. Kombat and, and, and Beverly Hills Ninjas. No, I mean, I am just like really blessed. So then that's why I said, I said you know, what else can I do now? I, I don't really want to do another Avenger or I, anything that sort. I think I've, I've sort of picked off the boxes that I want to do, you know, so then that's why I'm kind of being, and I've never been a father. So this is my first time being a dad. So I go, wow, it's this a is kind of, it's, this is, it's hard, man. It's hard. But, you know, <laughs> tell me about it. Uh, it's hard, boy, man. I tell you, there's days I want to like, man, I want to fatal, fatality my son, you know? So, <laughs> Um, oh yeah but no there's days where i go oh my god i could just hold you forever mm -hmm. you know so so then uh so then i i, I that's why i kind of like you know, I, i'm not missing a lot so if there's things out there it has to really move me meaning like because like you know i mean again back to money i don't i don't care i'm fine i'm mm -hmm. simple you just take care of them kids i mean that's yeah. that's the important thing well i mean Once yeah again. so then so yeah, back to Beverly Chris, man, it's just really too bad. Yeah. And, and oh, we talked about regrets, right? I think, um, I think we spoke on the phone not too long before he passed um, that we were going to hang out. He was in Chicago working on something. And then I said, hey, you know, like, because a lot of time is that, you know, as an actor, you don't want to impose another actor because they don't know what right. your motives are. You know, like, hey, does he want to hang? Because, no, there's a lot of people around in the business. So they, you know, you don't know if they want to hang out with you because they want to be with you because you are who you are, you have money, right. you can, whatever. So then I didn't want to sort of have them think that way. So then I was sort of never like reached out, but then we somehow talked on the phone. Um, I think we saw each other on a, on a, at an event. We just kind of touched base, we called and we talked like, hey, we're going to hang out after this, after his work. And then, and then it happened. Yeah. And then I go, oh, fuck, man. I. I guess I should have reached out or something because right. and I was kind of you know a little sad that none of his friends or you know or something you know I mean you can uh -huh. you know yeah. when someone is in that deep of a water there's gotta be signs you know like right being like, so then I you know I would have just kicked his ass or something you know or something right but anyway yeah uh, dude this that's heartfelt like no, I said, he, he is really talented i mean he was before adam sandler he was before mike myers oh he was one of the funniest that's yeah, for right, sure right? Right? i mean it was yeah one because, of the greats yeah exactly <laughs> i mean I, I mean wayne's world was fantastic you know but, tommy but nothing boy. beats tommy boy yes man. tommy boy you know, like, <laughs> like again wayne's world they're, they're putting on the show they're playing characters but tommy boy it's him you know <laughs> and beverly hills ninja and beverly hills ninja he is so fun he is like he's a treat to watch that's for that's sure it. well man we don't need to keep you anymore i okay. uh you have you have answered most if not every single question i thought that's I good had, and then some any yeah. anybody else jason Does anybody have anything i'm good uh, no just uh that's good thank you for your, thank you for your time yeah, no man. no no it's a, such a pleasure and i wish you guys luck dude thank it's, you, it's been an honor you, you so have much. our email i yeah. mean if anything comes up or i mean Hell, you got kids? I mean, I got a 16-year-old. <laughs> where, still... where, where are you guys? Where are you guys? You guys Southeast, East Carolina? South Carolina. South yep. Carolina. Oh, okay. 
if you're a golfer, if you watch the Masters Golf Tournament, we I live like 10 minutes from the Gate One over in Augusta, Georgia. So if just if you're into golf, I'm not in particular, but you know, <laughs> well, well, golf, dude, man, I don't even have time to go into the arcade. How am I going to golf? <laughs> I know, man. Right. You take care of them kids, all right? All right, buddy. You guys enjoy it. Uh, please have a have a great time, a safe time. Thank you, you know? much, man. Look, it's it's been a privilege. It's been wonderful. If anything comes up. Yeah, if, I'll just want to chat or whatever. Okay. Right. Even if you just want to call and chat video games, man. Okay. <laughs> Take right, care cool. of yourself. Good all right. Luck. Good luck. All right. Good Thank you again. All right. Bye -bye. See you, man. Thank you.